stepping into your ministry. And God has so much He's trying to do through our church. John 3 and 19. There are so many broken people in this area. There are prisons and jails. There's darkness and drugs. And I, I kind of want to reach them. I don't know about you guys. I kind of feel like we owe it to them. I kind of feel like we've gotten out of things and God saved us. And I feel like we need to go to broken people. Brother Dell, I've been having a vision since we talked other day. Brother Dale, I had a vision after we talked about the future and outreach of a big church right in the middle of all this brokenness. I had a vision of a big church of a bunch of people with a past and people who were hung out on drugs and, and strung out on drugs and people that had been hurt and broken and abused and molested. I had a vision of a church like that, not just a white church or not just a certain denomination or certain kind of person, but, but a, a group of people who have been put back together. And I saw a massive congregation, almost one of its kind, of people who should never be in church, of people who may not fit in any church, because not every church has the power of Jesus to set them free. And I thought to myself, why couldn't we be that church right here in the midst of all this darkness? Why couldn't we fill up a church with ex-cons, ex-drug addicts? Why couldn't we fill up a church with people who were broken and people have been restored? Why couldn't we do it and defy all odds? No, Pastor, you got to have a bunch of rich folks who do that. No, we don't. We've got to have a mission, a calling, and a mandate, and God can make a way. And it's getting darker, church family. And the word for you today is stay lit. Somebody say, stay lit. Stay lit, fam. Am I relative now? Am I cool? I've got to get it in before I'm 40. Because then it's just awkward. Stay lit, fam. It's getting darker. Somebody say, it's getting darker. Stay lit. We got to stay lit. We have to. It's working. The world is ready for us. The world is ready for Jesus. John 3 and 19, and this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world. And men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Men love darkness because their deeds are evil. They do not want to get caught. That's why most crimes happen when the lights go down. They do not want to get caught. Men love darkness. Verse 12, uh, John 8, 12, sorry. Then Jesus spoke to them again saying, I am the light of the world and he who follows me shall not walk in darkness but have the light of life. Does anyone have the light of life inside of you? This world loves darkness. You are light. John 12 and 35, then Jesus said to them, a little while longer the light is with you. Talking about himself, walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. He who walks in darkness does not know where he is going. I could go on and on with darkness and light throughout the scripture, throughout the New Testament. Talking about how there is a battle going on between darkness and light. John 12 and 46 Jesus said, I have come as light into the world that whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. We are to come out of darkness into his marvelous light. We are the light. We're to be lit. And the world is dark. 
2 Timothy 3 and 12, and then we'll go to the Word today. Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. But evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Grow worse. It is literally what we are watching happen before our eyes. The darkness is growing. It's growing. It's growing. Everyone say in Jesus' name. You can be seated. I'm so glad you're here. Let me, let me deliver my heart today what I feel the Lord has for us. The light has been fading from American life now for decades. America was founded on biblical Christian morals. It has been blessed for this. And we have become a, a prosperous nation that God has given great authority to America because of our founding fathers and their desire to try their best to create a, a nation based on a belief in God and to live and to draw up our laws based on the morality from the Bible. And they knew they could not just create a church they knew they could not make a nation a church. They did not want to do that. But they felt led to have a morality, to have a measure of light in our society. And because of it, this nation has been the most blessed and amazing and powerful nation in all the world. Is anyone thankful for America today? Is everyone thankful for America today? Well, I don't know if I like this nation. Well, there's about uh, 40,000 people at the border right now who disagrees with you. They kind of love this nation. The entire, the, uh, most of the world is sitting here saying, let me get in. Why? It's because this has been a, a prosperous, blessed nation. Fun fact, I heard the other day that, that uh, uh, Mexico, has, you have a hard time getting into Mexico, but it's easier to get into America. Interesting how Mexico will not let everybody come in, but America is more open to it. People want to come to America because this nation is a blessed nation. Are you agree with that? Yeah. This nation has enjoyed power and seen blessings of God upon us. Why? Because we have tried our best to put Jesus in the center of this nation. But now things are changing and the darkness is creeping in more and more in this nation. And it's sad to watch the decline of this nation. I heard just the other day that there are countries in Europe that are thinking twice about people in those countries thinking twice about coming to America because they're watching how bad it's getting here. It's starting to turn. I love this nation. I'm thankful for it. But the only reason why this nation has done well is because we've tried our best to put Jesus in the center of the morality of our nation. But now it has changed, and it's sad to watch the decline and the darkness take over. There was a comedian one time years ago that when I was growing up, I heard him, and he said, man, it's crazy in schools today. There's so much violence in schools today. This was 20 years ago. It's much worse now. He said, man, when I was growing up in school, we would bring frogs to school. That's what we would do. That was our mean thing. 
He said, now kids bring guns to school. He said, if you were to bring a frog to school today, that somebody would shoot it. Crime is rampant in our society today. Many good people are crossing our border. Good people are coming across our border from all different types of nations. But sadly, there are many rapists, child kidnappers, and horrible drug cartels that are coming in and accessing our nation also. Horrible drugs are coming into this nation that are killing our children and our kids every day in this nation. And it's not stopping And they can't stop it or won't stop it. And it's sad to watch what's happening to this nation. The good ones who are coming into our nation, they are coming into the nation, but they are not able to pay the taxes it would take to hire the police to stop the bad ones. Just think about that for just a second. The people that are good coming in the nation, they're not able to afford the taxes or pay taxes to hire the police to stop the bad ones who are coming in the nation. We have no problem with bad people. We just need the police force to stop them. But what's happening in America? They're defunding police. More bad is coming in, and the good guys that are coming in aren't going to step up and fight the bad ones. So what do we do? We slowly have a trickle of people coming into our country, good and bad, But the bad ones will have more voices. The bad ones will have more territory. And the good will not step up and stop them. I'd like to see that. I would like to see people look at their neighbor and say, hey, buddy, you don't mess with this nation. I'll take you out if you do. You live in my neighborhood. You don't act that way. We're going to respect this nation. I wish they would do that. But I'm not seeing that happen. I'm seeing the police defunded. I'm seeing guns everywhere. It's now legal in Texas for anyone to purchase a gun if you can get one without, with your background check passed. Anyone can have one. You know why everybody's buying them? They're buying them because crime is rampant. Police are now 15, 20 minutes away because we've defunded the police. We've given guns to everybody, and fear is everywhere. It is slowly becoming the wild, wild west. That's what's happening right now in this world. Theft is at an all-time high. We've had catalytic converters stolen from our parking lot on the afternoon on a Sunday while people are up here just working for the Lord and, and having a good time. They boldly come up underneath people's trucks here in this parking lot, and they'll cut them out, steal them, and leave. And it's happening all over the city. They'll hit a whole area. Businesses down the road were getting hit. Crime is at an all-time high. You know why it's at an all-time high? Because they've defunded the police. They went soft on crime. And so guess what? Darkness is creeping in more and more. No one's doing anything about it. What what do you think darkness will do when you give it room? It will grow. It will increase. It will cause more suffering and more pain. And now we have to lock up everything. It's miserable now. You've got to have your trailers locked up and park vans in front of them. And you've got to leave gas out of the tank because they'll get siphoned out. And, and, and it's just a crazy day we're living in, double locks. And, and now we have to have security cameras everywhere. Big brother is coming, y'all. It's going to come. This nation will be full of cameras. There'll be no more privacy. Darkness is 
everywhere. Crime is rampant. Police are defunded and the response time is much slower. They tell us to let them steal things now and just claim it on your insurance. Don't shoot them over it. It's not worth that. I heard a report the other day of a man that his work truck was stolen. He said he lost his entire business because he could not go make house calls and work anymore. He lost his livelihood over just a truck being stolen. The whole man's life changed. He began to feel suicidal. But they tell us, don't do anything. Police can't help you. They're not going to get there in time. Don't shoot them. Let them take it and claim it on your insurance. Guess what happened to me the other day? I got a phone call, a nice, friendly phone call from Allstate. Hello, sir. I'm like, hello, did you call to tell me I'm saving money because I'm a good customer? Am I in good hands with you? Did you call me because I'm a great upstanding citizen and I am doing everything I'm supposed to do? Oh, no, sir. (laughs) We called to tell you that we're going up on your rate. And I said, excuse me, ma'am, but I have not had wrecks or tickets. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Why are you raising my rates? She says, sir, it's not my fault. She said, it is actually the Texas industry of insurances, blah, 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 blah. And they have made us raise your rates $150 a month. Anybody else? Why is that happening? Because they're telling us not to shoot the thieves. Economically, it'd be better to kill them. Economically, not eternally. (laughs) I'm not encouraging it. But if your gun slips and, you know, falls and the gun goes off, you know, things happen. We understand. But they're telling us, do not stop them. Let them have it because they deserve it. They've had a hard life. And you've had a good life. You're, in fact, you're entitled. And you need to let them have it. You can claim it on insurance because insurance is there for that. Until you raise my insurance, now I'm paying for it. It always gets passed to the good citizens. They won't teach you this at the University of Texas. They'll teach the opposite. Yeah. So it's sad what's happening, and the darkness is increasing. And, uh, you know, when they defunded the police, I didn't even get a refund on my taxes. Where'd that money go? They said, we're not going to pay as much money for, ta- for, for the police now, so we'll just use this money for... Who knows? Didn't get a refund, did you? When someone normally says, hey, I'm not going to give you services that I thought I was going to give you, they give you a refund. Yeah. At least give me a gun. Police, from now on, sir, police probably won't be there to protect you. So we're going to give you guns to protect yourself. You didn't give me anything. You just kept taking the same amount of money. It's called the darkness is growing. Y'all feel it? Y'all see it? If I just said darkness was growing, you wouldn't believe me. You're like, ah, it's just spiritual stuff. I'm giving you real facts that you know it's happening. And not only do you know it's happening, your neighbors know it's happening. Atheists know it's happening. The whole world sees it. The darkness is growing. I have to worry about protecting myself now. I have to worry that if I would defend myself in Austin, I'd go before a jury of liberal people that could put me in jail forever because I used my gun to defend my family. The darkness is growing. School shootings are up because hell isn't preached about. 
Y'all hear me? When I was growing up, I never thought about no school shooting because I did not want to burn in hell for eternity. And that's exactly where those school shooters are right now. They are burning in hell and they will never get any rest. They thought suicide and they thought taking that way out would be easy. They regretted it the moment that police officer shot them or they shot themselves. Because immediately those young men and those people, even the woman the other day, they went to hell. And they're not afraid of hell because no one tells them that you'll never get out. You'll burn forever in a fire seven times hotter. And you think your little life is bad now. Hell is real and no one preaches it. And these people out there are crazy because they don't believe in God. They don't believe in the devil. And they don't believe in hell. But when I was growing up, I didn't dare ever think about something stupid like that. Because I thought if someone shot me back, I'd go to hell. It's a real place. And people are going to go there. So they want to take away our guns to stop school shootings, but then the military and police have all the guns, and we won't have any guns. And then there will be nothing left to stop them from descending this thing into greater darkness. The only reason why America has still the freedom of speech is because we have the freedom of guns. That's it. Pastor, you can't prove that. Have you done any research? Have you looked at any nation? Have you, have you looked at any dark nation out there? When communism comes into the nation, they make you do things or kill you. They make you or kill you. Yo, we're taking our cues from China. Godless, old spirits. And, and, and Europe, and Europe's on fire. And France is on fire. Because they're trying to fight back with sticks. No, no, no. Military's just sitting there with all their guns and just like, what? You can't do anything. We own you. You are our slaves. And they're coming for our freedom of speech. I was just uh, got a report from Austin Police Department. I try to follow their news on their website. If you live in Austin, you need to know about this. I don't want you to get in trouble. But they have a new program called Safe Place or Safe Space. And it's a program from APD. And they're putting flyers on businesses, and you can now partner with them. It has a rainbow flag on it. And you can partner. And that doesn't talk about Noah, by the way. And you can partner with them. And on the website, it says there's two types of things you can report. You can report hate crimes, which we already knew about. Not a new revelation. But there's this other thing on the website that says it's a hate incident. And a hate incident, it says on their website, is not a crime. But it sure is wrong, and you need to report it. So now if I offend someone because I misgendered them or they feel like I'm racist, they can take a report on me and turn it into the APD on my record because you didn't like what I said? It's the first steps to what they want to do for one world government, and that is control. It's the spirit of the Antichrist. Shut down free speech, you shut down preaching Jesus.
much as I don't believe in fighting back with our guns, it's our guns that protects our free speech. Logically speaking, guns go first, then free speech goes. The darkness is increasing, and I'm not sure people all see it, but I feel like eyes are starting to open up. Our schools are teaching our kids about sexuality and racism and that the earth was created by a giant bang that can't be proven. They've been doing that one for a long time, and we just kind of laughed at that one. And they kept teaching more things. Inflation is crazy out of control. The housing market's ridiculous. Some of you are like, well, good thing I'm renting. They upped your rent because of it. Everyone's paying for it. They pass it on. Our taxes are ridiculous. We get taxed on our property tax like crazy. Texas is great. There's no income tax. But when they get some property, we're going to rip them to pieces. Come to Texas, no income. It's better here. Oh, did you buy some land? Oh, well, we're going to just go ahead and make sure you're poor. And then they'll charge you sales tax on everything you buy. And then they'll charge you your federal taxes. And then they'll charge you every time you buy a car. So just stop buying cars because you have to pay taxes every time. So just keep it, I guess. Then you've got groceries. And then if you ever want to go buy a new truck, just forget it. Because it's ridiculous how expensive things are getting. Welcome to the darkness. Wish we could go back. We can't. It's getting darker. Our movies and TV shows are nothing but outright satanic. Blown away at the promotional TV shows that are out there and the things they're now showing to people as normal television. When I was growing up, they were like, now y'all be careful about Leave it to Beaver. You better leave it to Jesus, okay? I don't care if you like that lassie. He's got a devil in him, all right? So you ain't watching that lassie no more. And that little flipper over there, ain't no way he's got a spirit in him because ain't no way that dolphin can do all that stuff, all right? When I was growing up, they were like, you watch out for that old one-eyed devil. Maybe it was prophetic. Because I remember all the elders back then were like, bless God, ain't nothing wrong with leaving the beaver. He's a nice little kid. I'm going to have a TV in my house. Those elders were like, not in my church. And then the UPC started letting them come in. I didn't. I'm not. I struggled for a while with it, but I defeated that. I recognized it, the spirit trying to creep in. I can't be like these other men. I can't play that game. And so... The things that are happening on movies and TV, they're just evil. They're witchcraft. Y'all, the darkness is coming in. The cleanest shows, the safest shows, at minimum, just want to watch someone bake a cake. And they've got to promote their homosexual agendas. I can't even watch somebody put a flower in a pot anymore. I can't. They have to somehow get us in. Disney now has lost their mind. Disney is trying to push the agenda. And I don't know how anybody could sit there and put their kids in front of that. So what changed America? I think it was success. I think it was the riches. It was the wealth and the power and the influence. Because the Bible says it's hard for a rich man to enter heaven. But with God, it's possible. Do you know why it's possible? 
You know why Jesus said with God it's possible for rich Americans to go to heaven? Because Jesus was the richest. Think about that for a second. How, how, could, how could we rich, powerful people, how could we be saved? How could we be right and holy and righteous? He said, look at me. I'm richer than all of you. And I'm ready to take up my cross. What has to happen for a rich man to be saved? You've got to lay your riches down. What needs to happen to America? Lay all of it down at the foot of the cross. Humble ourselves. That's what needs to happen in America. America needs to lay down its pride and selfish, ungodly agenda and repent and turn to God because it is going to get darker than even this. And you're going to want to get a head start on the darkness. If we're going to make it in the end, we're going to have to stay low and stay humble and not get caught up with the things of this world because they want to lull us to sleep. We're going to have to protect ourselves from, from this indulging in the entertainments of this world that are surrounding us daily. Never forget this, that the Roman politicians long ago were destroying Rome, making it more liberal by the minute. And meanwhile, Roman citizens were getting drunk at the Colosseum. Do you know why the Colosseum was, was built in Rome? Because the politicians wanted a distraction from the wickedness of their political agendas. They said, stop thinking about the laws that we're creating. Go watch another Netflix show. Get you a new phone. Take you a vacation. Eat a nice meal. As much of our entertainment as we can get in America, the more we just kind of just drink, drink that Kool-Aid, the more they can twist these things behind the scenes and nobody cares. There was a day when men would rise up and fight back, but now it's kind of like, nah, life's too good. Until it's not. Until they've taken every fabric away. What's wrong with a few games, Pastor? It's just some games. It started out with just a few games. It started out with just some Olympics and throwing a ball. And then it turned into, that's not good enough. Now we need to see gladiators kill each other. The progression of entertainment always goes to evil. Because it's selfish in nature. It started off real innocent in Colosseum in Rome. And then it turned into men killing men. Men killing slaves. And then guess what happened in the Colosseum? Men killing Christians. As the darkness increases, the light becomes under attack. And we become a threat to the darkness. And we know through history that many Christians were killed in the Colosseum by lions eating them while they were alive. Gladiators running spears through them, cutting them in pieces as the crowd laughed, and Rome sent a message, if you want to live, don't be a Christian. If you want to have a good life, don't be a Christian. If you want to be chased and destroyed, be a Christian. Because the light threatens the darkness. But I have news for Rome. 
Rome, you lost your power and influence in the world. You were once the mighty Rome that controlled and dominated the world. But I have news for you today. Us Christians only grew stronger. And we filled the earth with the gospel message. And Rome, you went down, but the church went up. Because you cannot extinguish the light. You cannot put out this light. Darkness will not continue. Darkness cannot reproduce. Darkness is not even a thing. Darkness is the absence of the light. So I say to you today, it's getting darker. Church family, stay lit. Shine on. Shine bright. Matthew 5 and 14 says, You are the light of the world, and a city that's set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. So let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in the heaven. It's time for the church to shine bright in the darkness. We are the light of the world, and we've got to be vocal. We've got to be seen. We've got to be in the midst of it. We can't run away. We've got to stand up and shine. What good is a light not in the midst of the darkness? What good is a a city not on a hill? Oh, do you have the power of God? Yeah, I do, but I'm not going to get around any darkness because, well, then I'd have to actually shine. There might be a cost. And they may take away my Colosseum privileges. They may put me in the Colosseum. So we're going to stay far away from darkness. Because there's no way to know how bright you are if there is no darkness. Turn a flashlight on in here. It wouldn't make much difference. Turn the lights out and turn a flashlight on. Everybody knows where you are now. Everybody sees Jesus in the darkness. Everybody sees her witness in the darkness. Everybody sees her testimony in the darkness. And as it gets darker, church family, the hope of the world is in us staying lit. We've got to be present. We've got to be right there in the midst. We've got to be the city on the hill, not the city in the background, not the city in the woods. We've got to be the city standing right before the darkness. We've got the hope. We've got the message. So stay lit, stay bright, and shine before men. Somebody say shine before men. Shine before men. Don't get away from them. Don't run from them. Get close to them. Shine before men. Tell your story. Tell your testimony. Let them see you. Jesus referred to himself as light. And the light reveals the truth and evil hiding in the darkness. And the lovers of evil hate the light. And many will call for our deaths at some point if we're still on this earth. But listen, many will run to the light. Many will come to the light. Many will be saved because of the light. Many will run to Jesus in the last days. Many will come in because you stood strong. Many will come in and say thank you. Many will be, how many, how many military will let their life lay down for something? How many church folks will lay their life down for something eternal? I would never lay my life down for this thing. People do it every day for the cause that's temporal. Why can't we as the church say, I'm going to shine because people need me in the last days. The darkness is coming. It's getting darker, but we've got to stay lit. I love this story. John 4 4 and 17. Would you, let me me read this to you. The woman 
at the well. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. And Jesus said to her, you have well said, I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and, and the, one, the one you've got now is not your husband. And that you spoke truly, Jesus said. Look at verse 28. The woman then left her water pot and went away into the city and said to all the men, Come see a man who told me all things that I ever did. Could this be the Christ? So, so she was called out for living in sin, and before the conversation was over, she was telling everybody about Jesus. You wouldn't think it would go that way, would you? You'd think she'd be offended and mad and she'd never come back. You'd think that she would leave and leave her water pots and say, you're a mean guy. But look at this in John 4.32. Jesus said, I have, I have food to eat of which you do not know. See, the disciples went to get food and came back and they were like, Jesus, you want some food? And he was like, nah, I'm good. See, he just ate. He said, I've got food because I just, I just helped somebody eternally. And the disciples in verse 33 said, has anybody brought him something to eat? What's he talking about? And Jesus said, no, listen up. My food is do the will of him who sent me. Nothing fulfills us like shining the light. Nothing will make you happier than shining the light. Well, in the last days, I got to take care of me. Nothing will satisfy you. You know what's going to be sad? A bunch of Christians who won't shine. Because you're going to be the most miserable person in the world, worse off than the drug addicts. Because you will have had access to the light, and you've put a, what did the kids say? A bushel over it. Hide it under a bushel. No. Wait, I blow it out? Sorry. Let it back up. But they used to sing that song when I was growing up, and they would tell us to let our light shine. And nobody ever is going to be happy in the last days not standing and shining. Because guess what happens whenever you speak up controversial things? People leave, and they drop their water pots, and they go spread the gospel, and they tell everybody, I finally found someone who gets me. I finally found someone who understands me. I was lost. I was broken. I had all these relationships, and nobody could take care of me. But then I found the light, and then I found Jesus, and now it satisfies, and now there's hope. And Jesus said, "Ah." Ah, that feels good. That feels good. I did what I was called to do. My food, verse 34, is to do the will of him who sent me and finish his work. Do you not say, there are still four months and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are already white for the harvest. I say today, what an exciting time to be the light. What an exciting time to plant a church in Del Valley, Texas. What an exciting time to be in East Austin in the prison ministry at, at Loving Austin and down the road at the apartment complex. What a great time to do outreach and knock on some doors and spread the name of Jesus. Oh, this kind of food will fill you up like no food will. This is the best day to be alive. Y'all, I'm not worried about the darkness. You know why? It's a setup. Oh, no, churches are going to go down the darkness. No, no, churches will go up. Churches will go up. Before they're ever shut down, they will be filled to capacity. Before they ever, they're going to be afraid of us. That's why they're going to shut us down. They're going to be full. There's going to be revival. There's going to be souls saved. I'm not afraid of the darkness. It's playing right into the hands of the light. 
I kind of like the day we're living in. I like it. I like it. You know why I like it? Because darkness hurts. Light feels good. And people can only take dark so long before it either kills them or they come to the light. Now, I don't usually preach about Revelation. I'm no big revelator. But I do have a scripture in Revelation 16 and 10. Then the fifth angel poured out his bowl on the throne of the beast, and his kingdom became full of darkness. And they gnawed their tongues because of the pain. See, we are experiencing small darkness. And you think you got it bad right now. When you enter into full darkness, you can't take the pain. You'll chew your own tongue off. We are living in a time when the pain is increasing in people's lives. And they are getting more and more open to the idea of checking out the light. We have entered into the last day revival. And it's getting dark all around us. And there is no reason to fear or to worry. Why? Because I'm telling you, it's the best time to be in the church. People are sick of darkness. They're sick of stumbling around in the dark, confused. The world that they're committed to has left them empty-handed. The devil that they have obeyed has, has started to make them pay up for everything that they've given to him. Oh, and they can't afford the wages of sin because the wages of sin is death and people are hurting and people are starting to chew on their own tongues and people are saying is this God thing real? Is the church real? Is the light real? I think I'm ready to try Jesus. So I say to us today so shine on shine on. Stand strong keep praying. Keep believing and keep witnessing Jesus to the world. When they try to argue with you and silence you, remember your light. <laughs> Look what the Lord showed me. It does not matter if they try to silence you because light does not need to speak to be light. We're going to have revival in the last days even if they shut our mouths because the light does not have to talk to shine. Bless God, we got to get, get the word out there. Y'all, they're, they're tired of the word. They're tired of the word. You know why they're tired of the word? They're t- the difference between us and the first church, Brandon, is history. When they first preached Jesus, it was fresh. There wasn't as many hypocrites. But boy, now we got 2,000 years worth of hypocrites stacked up. You know what's coming against us? We're preaching a word that they think they know everything about. I looked it up on Google. I know everything about it. I don't need that Jesus. In fact, he's not even real. I read about it. Oh, okay. People that we meet now, they don't want to hear our word, but they can't deny our light. Some of you are like, no, we got to preach. No, I don't, I don't think we have to preach. In fact, I think preaching is getting some of y'all in trouble because you preach, but you don't shine. And that's the most confusing thing in the world to somebody is to see something, to see something that doesn't shine have a lot of word. Can I talk about that for a few minutes? All right. You don't have to speak it to say it. Your body language will tell us everything we need to know. 
Y'all, we use body language to preach. You can read people's body language. People get all nervous. Oh, mm. Our body language will talk. Our bank account will talk. I love God. Let's check the bank account. Oh. Mm. Oh. Oh, you did that? Oh, it's cool. You couldn't afford to give an offering. God, trust me, you have my heart. God's like, let's look at the bank account. You don't have to talk to preach. That's actually louder than your words. What you do with your money. Your closest friends, they preach. Who you hang out with is your, your preaching. These are my best buds right here. We hang out the most with these people. These people, we go, we go take trips. We hang out. We're tight. We're at the holidays together. These are my people right here. Are they godly people? You're, you're preaching because you have the same spirit or you wouldn't hang out. You're preaching by what you wear. People say it's my style. It means something. My daughter's birthday is today, and they're all trying to wear pink. See? It's a, it's a, it's a communication. It's fun to dress up. It's fun to, what you wear communicates things. Yeah, you're preaching when you put clothes on or you're preaching when you take them off. You're preaching when you go places and you're preaching when you don't go places. No matter what you preach with your words if your light doesn't shine. See, shine is who you really are. You can't fake shining. You either shine or you don't. You can fake preaching, you can fake with your mouth, but you can't fake shining. And until we have a revival of light, we will not reach the dark. Y'all hearing me right now? It's time for the church to stop talking and start shining. It's time for us to just shut our mouths for a season and make sure we're real on the inside. Because the world is saying, I'm sick of people talking about the Bible, but they won't live it. Let the preachers live it, then preach it. Jaden, if you want to preach anointed messages, live it, then preach it. And it will flow out of you with anointing and fire, and you'll have no guilt and no shame, and you'll turn the world upside down, not because you're word, because you're light. What you watch for entertainment or don't watch is preaching. The jokes you laugh at is preaching. The jokes you don't laugh at is preaching. Your praise of, to God or lack thereof is preaching. It's preaching. Pastor, are you judging me? No, I'm not, I'm not judging you. Are you judging yourself? Because you need to. While I'm preaching this, you should be judging yourself. I'll judge me, you judge you. For our own choices we made. You see, I don't know your bank account. God does. I don't need to know your bank account. Because I can't judge you anyway. I don't know your closest friends, but God does. Who you hang out with is not necessarily your closest friends or about people you hang out with. I don't know you hang out with. Who are your closest friends? Who do you hang out with the most and get along with the most? What you wear, you normally can't hide unless it's your front yard. It says something. Are you judging yourself? Where you go says something. What you watch says something. It says what you like. What you watch says what you like. 
If you like evil, it's where you're going to go. You go where you like to go. It's the truth. When it comes to your praising God, I get having a bad day every now and then. But I do not get someone who says they love God standing in this room week after week. And you can't even lift a pinky. I'm not condemning you unless you say you love God. And then you're wrong. If you don't love God, I expect it. Because what you don't say matters more than what you say. I'm almost done, but this is really the part I want to preach to someone right now. Y'all, enough talking. It's time to just be there. It's time to write the check. It's time to just show up. It's time to sign up for the outreach team and quit saying you will. It's time to be on a team for the camera or the sound and just stop saying, well, I have good intentions. It's time, oh God help me, it's time for the church to be a little quieter and a lot brighter. It's time for the church to start shining because the world is tired of our fake talk. Let's get the revelation of a light down and then we can preach what people see. God help us all. Help us all. The world is in darkness, and we think that that we can convince them with our words to come out of darkness, but we can't. Our words aren't working. You know what's working at Loving Austin, Brother Dale, Sister Valerie? It's showing up with the light. It's not the word that caused revival in the apartment facility. It's the light. It's a hug and not words. It's always faithful to every service. But, Pastor, I'm for you. But you're not here. Stop talking. I'd rather you go to heaven and be honest. You might could go to heaven and miss a few services. You can't go to heaven lying. Be better off just saying, I don't want to go. I respect that, my man. But once I'm going to get a text, one day, just one day says, fact is, I'm cardinal, I ain't going. I say, well, there's hope for you because you ain't a liar, that's for sure. I get these texts, uh, well, I have this, and the bunny rabbit got out in the front gate, and I had to go chase it down for 35 minutes and, and all that, and I'm just like, just tell the truth. You don't want to go. If it's the truth. I'm not saying say that. I mean, some of y'all got real reasons. Say the real reason. I, I want us to be light. Don't be afraid of making mistakes. We're going to make mistakes. But be the light. You don't have to be perfect to be the light. Light's about exposure. It's about not hiding. God, help us be the light. i got to be perfect to win the world. No, you don't. You've got to be the light. Let's all stand. Musicians, you can come. Oh. Chris, the other day you were at Outreach. And you gave a great testimony, and I, I think I can get it right. Brother Chris and Brother George just uh, a few weeks ago felt led to go uh, minister and, and promote our Spanish service. And they, there was a particular street he wanted to go down by his house, and there was a particular RV that he felt led to go to. Brother Chris is one of our evangelists of our church, and this is what happens when you're an evangelist. God will give you a, 
uh, discernment of where to go. And that's what was happening to Brother Chris. Because he's willing to go, God will speak to Brother Chris. And that's what happens when you go out there by faith, God will speak to you out there like he did Brother Chris. And it's going to happen to a lot of you. God's going to call you and God's going to speak to you. And he's going to show you what door to knock on and who to talk to. That's what happened to Brother Chris. He's not special. He just he wants to be used by God. And, and God kept putting this particular RV, particular special one he wanted to go to that day. And he knew he had to go to it. And so he, he was talking to some people on the street and the sun was going down. And he said, I've got to hurry and get there because God has placed that on my heart. He, he told me that he got there and they're going to talk to a broken man. And, and I, I believe this man uh, was having a lot of problems, right? He was going through a lot. Yeah. I think he had maybe some drug issues and addictions. And the, and the coolest part about the story is to see how God did this and see the heart of this man. You see, for some reason, they got his phone. He gave the phone to Carissa. And she was entering in some songs that he wanted or something for him to, to look up for his blessing. And Carissa later told Chris, you know what was on the Google search? And I, this is the part I want to get just right, Chris. But on the Google search, it said, do you remember? Yeah, that's it. In case you didn't hear it and you're watching online, you didn't hear it. He had just searched on his Google search because Google has become God to this boy. Prayers to pray to, to send someone to help you. And the first one he said, prayers to pray to what? To fight against the devil. Darkness is everywhere. And people want out. They're living all around us. And they're just needing light. That's all they need. And would you believe God sent Chris? Y'all, this is the most exciting time to be in the church. People are literally on their phones in the privacy of their homes saying, what do I do? Where is God? How do I contact God? How do I find Him? But I've got good news. Our God can do something Google can't do. God can download inside of somebody like Chris the place to go and to love Him and shine the light to Him. And this is end-time revival at its finest. This is how God is going to work in the last days. beautiful thing to know that people are hungry and we've got hope for them. Y'all can start playing, guys. Maybe this is what Paul meant when he confessed in 1 Corinthians 2 and 1. And I, brethren, when I came to you, I came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. 
and my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words. Pastor, I can't be used. I don't have the words to say. Okay, Moses, we've been here before. God does not need your mouth. He needs your light. Paul said, I didn't come to you with fancy preaching. I didn't come to you with my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but it was in the demonstration of the Spirit and of power. I did not come to you just to speak words. I came to you to shine the light. I came to you to show you God. Pastor, people won't listen to me. But they cannot deny what they see in you. I will prophesy this in the last days. We will see a mighty revival that will come more through shining than speaking. People are tired of fake words, fake religion, fake preachers. God, help me to be quiet and just love somebody. Help me to shut my mouth and just just show them I care. Brother Dale, when he walked out, that's what I was saying. Is when we went to Loving Austin, it wasn't our words that won them over. It was you walking in the doors just caring about them with the love of God. The light will win in the darkness. It's getting darker, church family. So we got to shine brighter. They're so ready, y'all. There's people right now in this room, they're so ready. They might not be admitting it, but there's guests that come every service, and they're hungry, and on the inside, they probably searched it, they thought it, they dreamed it. What do I do? I've got to have help. I'm sick of the world. I need help. But I got good news for you. We have the answers. We have the hope. We just got to shine. Got to do like Dara. We just got to go shine. Just got to be there. Hey, light just has to be there. It ain't fancy. Light just has to be there. Be there and turn the battery on. Just be there and shine. It's not hard to do. We just got to get around the glory of God, be around the presence of God in prayer, and just get in His presence and let Him charge us. When I used to bass fish back in the day, we'd have these glow-in-the-dark, these glow-in-the-dark, frogs we would throw out to night fish and the only thing about a glow-in-the-dark frog is you had to put it in the daylight long enough for it to work at night and the only way for us to shine is for us to use our mouth in prayer and less in preaching everybody's a preacher but where are the prayers I don't charge my battery with preaching. I expend it. I charge my battery in prayer. I get brighter in prayer, getting in the glory of the Lord. That's good, Sister Debbie. Go ahead and come on up. You've obeyed the Holy Ghost. That's what I'm preaching about right there. People ready to step into the light. People ready to step out of darkness. Come on, the Holy Ghost is moving right now in our church. 
Fear not the dark, church family. God is calling you right now to shine in the last days, and He wants to use you mightily. Let's feel the front of this church right now and let God touch us right now before we leave this place today. I want someone to receive a miracle in your life. I want God to bless you right now in the name of Jesus. I want God to raise up a military army right now of light shiners, bright light shiners. God, help me just to be present. Help me, God, just to be available. Help me, God, just to have compassion. Help me, God, just to love people. Help me, God, to know your voice. Help me, God. I'm not afraid of the darkness. I want to be the light of the darkness. Come on, wherever you're at, wherever you live, God can baptize you with the power and the fire of the Holy Ghost. Don't let your fire go out. 